Hey, it's Templeton. We just got new, new stickers. These are green four inch squares with the Mosey Skateboarding logo on them, uh, designed by me. If you want them, you're gonna have to pay at least $10 to the Kevin Wilkins Fund. So donate at least $10 to the Kevin Wilkins Fund, forward your receipt to mostlyskateboarding at gmail.com along with your mailing address, and I will send you an even mix of black and green Mostly Skateboarding stickers. You can find a link to donate in this week's show notes. Now, on to the show. Welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I am your host, Templeton Elliott, and I'm joined this week by Patrick Kagongo and Jason from Frozen and Carbonite to talk about paid to skate from Stingwater, but first... Joey O'Brien is officially part of the Alien Workshop, continuing the tradition of strong representation by the sect in Philadelphia. We got a proper welcome video helmed by Chris Mulhern this week. Patrick, what did you think? I think something's happening with the Sovereign Sect. I think that this restructuring of the team, the rebuilding of the team, is actually starting to pay off. And that's a really, really welcome thing. I think it's it's carving open a new lane in skating, showing that Legacy brands like Workshop. I don't think it's wrong to say that they they're what thirty years so, old now. At least that I think. Uh, yeah, or more. Okay. Thirty plus. Yeah. They're not getting carded anymore. Um, I think there's a way for them to to reinvent themselves. To you know, you saw the incorporation of memory screen style imagery, uh, time lapse sixteen millimeter. I'm seeing here in the notes, but then also, um, I think there's a couple things, right? First of all. Joey O'Brien rips. I think he's bounced around on a couple companies. He definitely was skating with a, a bunch of real boards. And I was kind of getting like a baby Buzenitz vibe from him because he was wearing a lot of Buzenitz Adidas's. Also alternating between those and the City Cups, which are great shoes. And then, um, yeah, just like his style, his control. And there was, I think there was really only one thing that kind of made me feel like it was a little bit off. It was the first song. The second is a, a Brian Jonestown Massacre instrumental. Instrumental. And I always got time for BJM. But the first one sounds like every other video that's on Thrasher right now. And that's kind of getting boring. Like, come on, dudes. <laughs> I mean, that could be just a function of the, yeah, it's on Thrasher. So it has to fit within a budget. You know, they might just be like, hey, like, here's, here's a catalog of songs from, you know, this handful of record labels that you can choose from. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's like, you can have the Brian Jones Town Massacre song, but, you know, you got to save some money on on the first song or something yeah it's like a- i really don't take issue uh with skate video views for vision anymore you know what i mean with the way the world is today so i really didn't mind the first song the other vid that came out a while ago yeah Darius king yeah, yeah yeah that one had like really hard to listen to music so if it's not something like that like i really don't care but a- yeah this kid i've been a fan of this kid for a minute like Kind of like what Patrick was saying. I think this is the move that makes the new Alien, Alien 2.0, whatever you want to call it, like really legit. Because if anyone has like that, you know what I mean, photosynthesis DNA, no pun intended, it's uh, it's this kid. Because he's always been one of those guys like, damn, he fucking rips. Like, why isn't he am for a good company or whatever? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or, or full am, because I think he was on the uh, Deluxe Flowgram or what have you. But like... Yeah, like his parts in Sabotage 3, 4, and 5 are so sick. Like he, ob- he obviously absolutely destroys Love Park, just especially 4, like which is on the internet. I don't think 5, five is. So, yeah, I think it's a smart move for them. Kind of uh, gives them some extra juice with the whole like Muni, you know, with that whole crew, that whole Hell vibe. So, yeah, I would, I would, I don't know if he's going pro, but I would probably buy a board of the new one just on the on the string. Yeah, is he? Who else is in from the sabotage crew? Is hooked up? I feel like they're all a little like uh, under sponsored. Mm-hmm. Okay, there's Kevin Billieu is on DGK. I think he's fully in for DGK and DC. Uh, Jameer is Palace. on Palace. Palace. I think he, yeah. yeah, I think he's full in for Palace in DC. After that. Not sure. We're talking across all five sabotages, right? Because are we going to include like Soy Pandai and um, um, who else? I don't know. I, I feel like there's a, lo- there's a lot of like cameos in the sabotage videos. You know, yeah. obviously like Ashad had a part and like has been fully hooked up long before the sabotage yeah. thing like was a thing. Su- like Sushu had last part in four. Mm-hmm. 
Right, but there's kind of like a core group of the yeah, there's a, I, yeah. But out of that core group, um, yeah, I can't really think of anyone besides this guy, Jameer, and Kevin Bilieu. So yeah, you, you might you might be right. Maybe they are a little on the representative. I what mean, have you. three sponsored dudes out of the crew is is pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> to be honest, I, I guess maybe I didn't fully uh, do the checklist. But speaking of sabotage, I thought it was interesting that you know I I so closely associate. Joey O'Brien with the Sabotage crew, you know, kind of helmed by, yeah, helmed by Brian Pinabianco. I thought it was interesting that they had Chris Mulhern do this video and not Pinabianco. What did you make of that, um, Patrick? I think it looked amazing. I mean, it was, I think what made it work for me is that it felt like a nice enough update on, nice enough update on what we'd consider, what we'd now consider classic alien, which it actually is kind of confusing because for us, classic alien is photosynthesis. Um, if you want to include habitat in that, you know, mosaic, uh, minefield, which is weird because, you know, there's what, like a whole other vintage alien with um, the first joint memory screen, then time code, then that, uh, you know, there was a kind of a transition period where there was a big change in writers. I guess, like, it goes, I think it goes back to my earlier point that it's starting to feel like it, like it's sticking now it's gelling right like if you want to see it, if there's a parallel in the industry right now it's what's happening over at chocolate where basically like we're all just waiting for them to turn carl you know carl aikens pro and people are feeling the current lineup people are feeling the clips they're feeling the videos um the company's in touch with its heritage and its roots and it translates it's translating to now and like with Alien, like there was like it, it seemed like this kind of weird transition period, but there's still a lot of people who love the brand. And the video doesn't deviate too much, but I think the other thing too is like it looks dope in HD. And also the Muni footage is, is sick. It's I think it like it's it's like just it's like just the right touch. Yeah, I I think that's uh I think that's probably why they went with Mulhern over Penabianco is to have it in HD, and I feel like nobody makes Philly look better in HD than Chris Mullern. You know, he's done a bunch of really good HD videos. Uh, the Philadelphia Experiment, he did, like, a Suchu part that was really good. Yeah, he's, like, I would say, like, a master lensman with the HD camera. And, um, yeah, I think it was a good choice. I think Penabianco would have been... It would have felt really like a sabotage video, and I think Mulhern can be like that chameleon who can make a video for Alien and then make a video for Adidas, and it fits it fits the brand. But also, it's like you can see that Mulhern touch in there if you're looking for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, I want to go back to another thing about uh, Darius King, right? Talking about Welcome to Alien parts. So, what was the thing last year that there was some sort of beef with him in Converse that he complained that they didn't cross post when he his Welcome to Alien part dropped? And then I don't know. I haven't, you know, has anybody heard from him? like what's what's dude up to? I don't I don't know. I didn't hear about that beef. And also like it, it makes me think like wait, what did happen with Darius King? Like cuz I was thinking about the Alien Workshop lineup and like I didn't even remember he was on. Yeah, like it was like it was a good part, the music, uh, you could take it or leave it, but I mean, yeah, I think it, if I remember correctly, yeah, he's from Tennessee. I want to say Memphis. I hope I'm not wrong, but I'm kind of remembering like i think we had talked about it and we thought we said it would have been cool to see him with some three six mafia but <laughs> rights and clearances whatever but i don't know i mean jason once again i defer to you because you've seen a lot and you've seen the era you're the master of the era where a rider could be in two ads for two totally different brands when they're riding for one and they just quit the other like are we going to start coming back to that sort of like grand opening, grand closing era in skating where, like, for example, um, uh, Hakeem Duckworth announced on Chocolate last year and then quietly left at the end of 2020? Damn, I didn't even notice. I don't know. I was doing some rudimentary uh, internet research for this podcast, and I, I looked on their website, and there was no one. Like, they didn't have the team listed, so it's hard to say. But, yeah, it's weird. To, it's gonna be weird to see what 2021 brings as far as like team changes and whatnot because they're like just the past week there was like a whole, whole slew of new pros and new ams or whatever you know what i mean like Haytor, tanner van vark you know what i mean and uh we'll see what that brings as far as you know how with the old and with the new or whatever yeah 
and we're kind of like in this weird we're sort of in this weird period where you know knock on wood that we might be seeing a light at the end of the tunnel at least in terms of covid caseloads going down um and people are itching to travel they're itching to get out there they're itching to go out there and film and release videos and have premieres and be gathered and be together in public in large numbers and not care too much and you you kind of feel like there's this like it almost feels like 2020 should be the year that we're having now in terms of skating where it's part after part after video after video and like this year seems much more reserved a little bit more low-key like that tanner part was sick absolutely incredible but like it didn't feel what is it you, you feel like okay cool he's gonna come out with more later this year but like last year it seemed like every video every part every edit that dropped was a showstopper was it just because we were so bored or was it all legitimately awesome i don't know i feel like it was all legitimately awesome i mean thinking back on um fuck the guy who won sody what's his name (laughs) (laughs) you already forgot (laughs) yeah i mean thinking back on miles silvis's uh output in 2020 it's like you know that's not looking at it in ro- through rose-colored glasses or anything like that. That's, like, legitimately some gnarly shit. Miles Silvis or Mason, or Mason Silva? Fuck. Mason Silva. <laughs> no, that's a joke. That's, it was a, that's kind of a running joke. Like, the looks guys made that joke, too. It was Mason. Mason I mean, Miles had good footage, too. A lot of it. Oh, yeah. There you go. Listen, nothing to sneeze at. Tell you. Yeah, like, did anybody put out, like, a bad video or uh, um like an underwhelming part or edit or anything like it seemed like everything was like i'm sure somebody did i'm sure i hated something somebody put out last year there was a lot i liked (laughs) the thing about last year was even more than any other year everyone waited until fourth quarter to just like unload fucking everything so maybe they'll do that again maybe that's the move Mm. you know but like it also could have been a function of like downtown areas being like relatively deserted so it was easier to go out and get footage or whatever mm-hmm. you know that kind of thing so but yeah and, and speaking of downtowns so what do y'all think like are we are we on the eve of another philly renaissance so there's like the eastern exposure renaissance there's the um photosynthesis into sabotage era are we on to like are we coming on to like a third great era for philly or is a city like say like baltimore or richmond going to creep up and like steal the east coast thunder i I feel like we're in the the sabotage era right now still it's it's sick yeah because i i feel like photosynthesis and sabotage are two distinct eras with with like a low point in between Mm -hmm. Uh, but yeah like everything that's happening at muni i i feel like it's like philly is bumping yeah, yeah, Jameer and Kevin, all those guys, they're sabotaged. Like, they're in that crew. So, yeah, I think they're still going. Like, you know, there's there's no Love Park, but, like, they're still going to, like, Milan, Tennessee, wherever there, there's a plaza, you know? Yeah, and as far as Richmond and, as far as Richmond and Baltimore go, like, they, I don't think they can really hold a candle to what Philly has to offer as far as spots go. Mm. Yeah, well, there's, some, uh, there's, some, there's some crust here if you're into crust. I mean, I've I've been to Richmond. I've skated Richmond, and I've skated Philly, and I've skated Baltimore. And I, I would, uh, ten times out of ten, I would go to Philly over either of those other cities. Yeah, but like, yeah, I guess I, I wouldn't would... travel to skate here. <laughs> to Richmond? I don't know. I mean, like, if you're in the Mid Atlantic, the thing is that these cities are all relatively close. Oh yeah, you absolutely. Can, you can kind of just go back and forth. But like, the thing about Philly in the late '90s, early aughts was that it was so affordable that you could get a place relatively close to city center for almost nothing compared oh, yeah. to, say, anywhere in the five boroughs in New York or most places in L.A. And also the thing is, like, there was a, there was a network there, right? So you had people who were filming. You had people who were skating a bunch. There was cool shops. And, yeah, actually, like, especially, like, that early Diplo era where, like, when he was doing, like, all those holotronics parties, like, there was a great scene. Like, you could move to Philly, pay nothing in rent, go to great parties, and skate all day. And, you know, you'd find yourself a little something to pay the rent. Or if you were – a lot of folks went to – just decided, like, who decided to go to college, they just went to university in Philly somewhere. There's a bunch of schools. Like, it's – you can have a time. Yeah, that was a – that was a moment. Actually, no dudes who did that. They, like, got a bunch of roommates – like deliver pizza or whatever, and you could literally skate from their place to to uh, city hall. 
the park. It was crazy. God. I, I, I'm guessing you can kind of you can still do that. It's it's gotten it's gentrified more in parts, but it's nowhere nearly as bad as it's like Washington to the south or New York to the north. Yeah, that's my understanding. It's not as uh not huh. crazy. Worst comes to worst, you move to South Jersey and just take the train in, or maybe you drive. I don't know. It's like it's not that bad. No, you can live at like like there's like Bucks County. There's like a Bryn Mawr. Yeah, all like, those are like a, a train ride away from. We're uh, going. We're going deep into into Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. <laughs> very very regional the podcast. Just got real regional. Yeah, sponsored by SEPTA. Yeah, you could, uh, you could live out by, like, King of Prussia Mall, you know. <laughs> King of Prussia Mall. Over there. But, like, uh, there was, back to, like, a, a point that both of y'all made, like, this feels like vintage, feels like vintage workshop without feeling like a, like a super nostalgia trip. So, are there any other brands, like, uh, you know, we talked about Element a couple weeks ago. Is there any chance, that, like, an Element could reincorporate one of its past selves into a into a rebrand i i don't know it's that's an interesting uh question because i my initial reaction was like oh alien didn't like play itself as hard as um element did but i then i was like what i mean alien like they were making long boards they were like selling alien shirts to ravers and like t-shirt shops like you know, yep. it got pretty questionable, but somehow they always managed to stay core and weird. And maybe that's where Element fucked up. They like they just like sanitized their shit too much and made it mm-hmm. too uh, too accessible. Too 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 mall. Too right. much for, too much of the, for the mall. But here's the thing: Habitat shoes. If you're mm. getting into soft goods, right? Like that's when you know you were going pretty far because Element did that too. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm asking because I just recently saw him who was kind of flicking through Instagram. I saw that Element is doing a joint with the Harold Hunter Foundation. Shout out to them. Um, and I was like, Harold Hunter was Sky Pager, Sky Pager era. Mm-hmm. I mean, is that, you know, like there's like, is that the pivot point? Oh, do you think they might do like a Underworld Element reboot or something or just tap into that? part of I their mean, heritage or whatever I mean, they pretty much ignore it like just real quick like on every like timeline on their website or whatever they just completely ignore that whole thing so but their, who knows it's it was their coolest era a lot oh, of yeah. younger cats don't know about it it's you know i mean it could be you know it, it could be something there's i think that there's potential there and especially since they you know had all these big team changes and a lot of heavy hitters left and they've you know Use the sports euphemism. They've freed up some cap space. I think they might be in a position to do that. And maybe, maybe we're coming into a place in skating where brands can do that. I feel like the the thing about Alien over Element again is Alien still has at least one of the founders involved. Where with Element, it's now just completely in the hands of some uh, holding company or whatever. Yeah, um, some, uh, so, some, some corpo dudes. Yeah, like I, I don't think you corpo can bring a company back uh, with the brains of a pencil pusher. You got to have a creative visionary at the helm. I guess you're right. I don't know. Like I, I welcome the return of um, the return of Alien. Um, also, dude had one of the my favorite East Coast fits. You know the one I'm talking about. It's a long sleeve shirt with a t-shirt over it. Oh yeah, the thir- yeah, that's a classic. The thermal over the uh, under the under the t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like big October energy. <laughs> it's been it's been too cold here recently to rock that. I have to wear like like a Gore-Tex shell under a hoodie or a under or under a like quarter zip fleece or something. Dang, like, really? Yeah, cuz like if you go downtown with Darley's winds or whatever, like mm-hmm. it's just like it's not like in New York, but whatever, like you go down the streets or whatever, so not to an extent of New York, but yeah, last couple of times I went out, yeah, that's what I had to wear because the wind yeah. was so bad. Yeah, his his pants game was good too. Like I, I think like his fits, like the fits the fits were definitely nice, and he he rocks like he he like I think that the shoes that you pick for your video part, right? They've got to look good. If they're too bulbous, if they're too weird, like it kind of stands out, looks funny. And I say that because he has a really strong pinch game, right? So if like the profile, the silhouette of the shoe looks right, 
you can really like it really accents the pinch like when any whenever he would do like when he switch nose grind um or like big spin to switch nose grind like things like that you could always yeah, help. that was like, a, that was a crazy one yeah like you could see like okay like this guy has nimble feet yeah like if uh, if you compare his part in sabotage four to this the part in sabotage four was like he was just he just fucking like went off like he put in like you can tell you put in like every fucking trick he could do and every line at love park and city hall he could think of Th- this one was like a little more stylized which is cool too like yeah, he still has he still has those like 180 alley nose grinds or whatever like he was doing those back like in sabotage three and shit so he had those for a while so yeah, yeah a little more stylized you know what i mean kind of but it's cool it's some cool shit though i don't know like do like does okay do y'all think that sabotage gets its fair shake for introducing like this whole look and feel in skating because i get the feeling like like there's always people pop up like never seen them i haven't seen one and two or i haven't seen four or five like or will straight up say never heard of it i I feel like sabotage gets its due yeah i mean like three of the dudes are 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 like on their way to going pro i'd say I, i feel like that's getting some good recognition and thrasher flew him out to milan yep that's not bad yeah absolutely and like that it's weird though, like that whole like dressing like two thousands alien workshop or whatever never really caught on like all around the country or whatever. No. You know what I mean? So it's like their whole that's like their thing, you know what I mean? It's cool as shit. Like I've seen some people wearing um links or whatever, but yeah, it's kinda like that's their thing, that's what they do, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like you're there was like a like a weird kind of like fashion cleavage at the time. Like on the west coast it was like piss drunks was really big. And then up north, it was um, like basically the anti-hero look for a lot of the Bay Area. And then like there was Philly doing its thing with DC links, baggy pants, and two shirts. Yeah, that was a weird time for soft goods. I think that was like uh, the all-over print era. Yeah. Oh yeah, the uh, the, the tight pants scarecrow, and also like the Freddy Krueger sweatshirt. Who who yeah. used to rock that? I mean, that was like a zero, like Chris Cole kind of vibe. <laughs> Like the yeah, like uh, yeah, the Freddy Krueger sweatshirt with the tight pants, scarecrow pants. It was back a look. Used, yeah, back when and we some used to rock big ass jeans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the extra puffy circus. It's rad that Joey O'Brien is now going to get paid to skate. Yeah, brings us to our next topic: Stingwater's latest video, "Paid to Skate." In what could be Thrasher's biggest get to date, they presented Stingwater's "Paid to Skate" video this week. I find the video a little hard to categorize. Jason, can you help me understand this one? I can try. It. Uh, this is kind of like the new branding where like everything's a meme. Everything's like an inside joke with the crew of people who make the brand. And like if you fuck with it, then you're kind of like in on the joke, you know, whether you understand it or not. Like I couldn't tell you what growing is like G-R-O with an umlaut E. You know what I mean? Or even Stingwater, that's supposed to be, like, supposed to be pretty funny. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's interesting, like, inside joke that <laughs> we're not necessarily in on. We're just kind of, like, nodding along, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah something like that. Like, inside joke in, like, a sort of, like, a corny SNL way or inside joke like Monty Python? Yeah, more just, like, I think just, like, stupid shit that uh, you say with your friends or, like, when something happens, you can, you know what I mean, just kind of, like, refer to it and, you know, you kind of laugh together and shit. Kind of like that... Uh, conspiratorial type of humor oh yeah i get you because it, it's it almost feels like um it almost feels like it's trying to be a bunch of different videos at once so you've got a lot of like strobeck style filming and extreme close-ups random people in the street although like there's like this kernel in there you can make money off skating yeah you can make money off skateboarding you sure can how much money well i don't know the particulars like that's gold. That yeah. sums up professional skateboarding. That's that exchange. I mean, it kills it. But other than that, it's like it's kind of weird. And then there's that dude who looks like James Franco. Oh no, no, no! Excuse me. There's that dude who looks like Bill Hader skating the courthouse. I think his last name is Franco. Yeah, everybody loves that dude. From what I've heard, <laughs> is that the uh, is that the leather jacket guy? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the leather. Oh, leather leather jacket. Yeah. There, there you go. Yeah, dude, he looks exactly like Bill Hader. <laughs> he did. Yeah, he's he's from like the DC scene, Washington DC scene. He, he's sick. He's really, really, really good. Um, but like, I gotta ask, 
Where did all this Antonio Durao footage come from? I mean, it came from the filmers. It came from him being out in the streets with these guys. And like when I saw this in the in the notes, I was like, was there a lot of Antonio Durao footage? Like it just all is like mixed in the soup of footage, which is kind of like why I think I felt that like the video was hard to understand. Like when I was mm-hmm. watching it this morning for the second time, I was like, I was like, this all just kind of feels like the intro and I'm waiting for like the video to start. Like, where's the parts? And maybe that's just like my like old school thinking. And like, I I kind of felt this way about frog. Like, man, I just don't get it. It's like brand really annoys me. And then eventually I was just like, you know, this, this brand is not for me. I like, like, I I understand that it's not for me. And and that's like all I need to understand. And I'm okay with it now. And I, I don't not like frog at the moment. I uh, I have a theory that this video is kind of like a sardonic, uh, like self-deprecating commentary on the industry. You know what I mean? There was mm-hmm. that that scene at the end. I don't, I don't like exchange. Like it's pretty much a scene, like in a film with with the girl. You know what I mean? And Antonio was like, "Yeah, I'll trade you a numbers board for the three blueberry acai bowls or whatever." You know. <laughs> Kind of like what World used to do, like make their videos like shitty on purpose, like no music, total mm-hmm. like bro cam, and then like give them tiles like rubbish heap or like specifically like two industry men, kind of like, you know what I mean? That kind of self deprecating kind of shit. By contrast, like not only have those videos held up, right? They also are like such a nice contrast to what was happening at the time where you had these very slick Powell videos, right? Oh, yeah. Or Eight Street even, and this was just raw, just like raw street skating, and it was so good. Or like even just like Jeremy Klein skating to was it? Um, it's the Ducktales theme, right? It's like a <laughs> what level is that? Is it like the underwater? You mean the Ducktales I, video game? Yeah, the Ducktales video game. <laughs> I don't know. I can. I mean, I am the video game liaison of this podcast, but I couldn't tell you what level that's from in a Ducktales. That was also like <laughs> over thirty years ago. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I, I think I have that somewhere. Somebody gave me a whole bunch of like uh, a bunch of old skate video music, and uh, that one was labeled as Jeremy Klein. Um, but yeah, like I, I don't know. It also feels weird too because Antonio Durao was, I would say, after Costin and Guy, like the you know like the big timer on numbers. I was really hoping like his career was gonna blow up, and here he is in a homie video kind of it's interesting like because i i have been thinking about antonio Durao too because he like he kind of seemed like to me almost like he came out of nowhere and was like this like greek god looking dude with like this long curly hair and then i was like has he ever put out like just a standard video part i'd really like to see a standard video part so i just went in and looked on youtube and there's a bunch of standard antonio Durao parts that are fine you know like he's ripping obviously but he's got like short hair and it just all feels kind of standard so i think he like switched up his his steez and made himself way more memorable yeah he became a portuguese man of mystery like i love that that shoe that he did for nike with the uh the portuguese rooster on the on the on the insole mm-hmm. that's like he's kind of yeah he's kind of like a little bit detached like I don't know. It, 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 you feel like you could make a great road trip movie with him and Lucas Puig. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the kid is, uh, I mean, he's obviously godlike at skating. Like, he was, like, if you get on a team with Costin and Guy, I mean, you're obviously, you obviously have that it factor, that je ne sais quoi, if you will. But, uh, yeah, he kind of does different shit than, than you'd expect from someone that's as good as he is. Like, he does all that shit, like, switch 180 one foot or whatever mm-hmm. like double like one foot where you like kick your leg twice or whatever i don't even know what you fucking call it but yeah like he's using his like abilities for skating in like kind of chaotic ways which is kind of cool yeah it's really interesting and I, I feel like like i was saying with those other parts that were standard it was just like oh he's just like another dude who's good at skating but now yeah he like made himself into something interesting yeah like he, he also has kind of like um there was a period where Gino had long hair, right? Yeah, a little bit. Like a little, or because obviously there's Guy Mariano long hair era, 
Um, but because I'm, I'm thinking about Gino because Antonio um, grew up on Long Island, I think. And I get like a very similar kind of vibe. Just like this dude definitely has an IROC Z Camaro is definitely going to be listening to maybe some Debbie Deb, maybe like Guns <laughs> N' Roses, like definitely like some KTU, like definitely like blasting freestyle unironically. Yeah, well, that that's his deal, right? I think in a Thrasher interview, he said like, hey, he just fucking buys old cars and fixes them up. Oh, hell yeah. Like, Which is tight. He's like, yeah, he's like, he's like a chill, like chill Long Island dude. Actually, yeah. Now, okay, now there's a movie. Or, like, think about, like, an updated version of Tentacles of Destruction, Foundation video, road trip video from years ago with uh, Josh Beagle and Heath Kirchart in... Right, right. Yeah. Antonio Durao, Gino Iannucci, and Lucas Puig. Let's get yeah, this going. <laughs> we'll get somebody to give him, like, a corporate card. We'll get him a... I don't know, we'll get him, like, a... Get on like an old Mercedes, something like that, and be like, go nuts. Yeah. Who's uh, any venture capitalists out there? Yeah. Come on, people. Dude, there's a Lego Batman movie. People have funded way worse. Yeah, there's got to be 60 grand out there to get these three guys on the road. Yeah. Just like, like even better, make it, you know, send them to Southern Europe. Tell them to drive from uh, across Portugal into Spain, into France, into Italy, and then back. And just like see what the hell happens. That'd be great. Like, yeah, classic road trip movie. Yeah, there was also okay. So there was also some other stuff in here too. Like I think that whole doing a wall ride off of a, a bus, whether it's parked or it's moving, is getting dangerous. Only Fred Gall is allowed to do that. Dude, I thought the bus wall ride was super sick because it it was like a very big, very good wall ride. Like it wasn't just like thinking it it was like somebody wall rided the shit out of that bus who was it i don't know the world may never know uh you know unless it ends up in the quarter snacks top 10 where they actually do put titles in the video yeah (laughs) thank you snack man hint hint yeah also what is it um there was also another video where somebody was doing wall rides off of a bus or doing a trick onto a bus it was um that jenkum hong kong edit oh shit i haven't watched that yet it's very, very, very good. Like Hong Kong looks sick. I really, really, really want to go. Was the uh, trying to remember? Was the bus wall ride in this video moving bus or stationary? I think it was stationary. I think it was like oh. like parked. It was like in the street, but it wasn't moving. So it was like right. loading or unloading passengers or something like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, yeah, there's some cool other shit in this video. Like Daniel Kim, obviously, it's his like brainchild or whatever. He's still ripping, like. Was always a big fan of DGK Daniel Kim, like back when he like Nolly 360 flipped the white wall of Pulaski. Yeah, he's still ripping like in a different way. Like the DC's footage was cool. Like it's cool that there's yeah a little bit of Pulaski, but like they kind of went off the beaten path a little bit. There was that a uh, like launch thing. It's like a statue that you can kind of launch off of. That statue that forms like a jump ramp. Mm-hmm. So, do you know you know what I'm talking about? Do you know where that is? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm blanking on where it is exactly. Yeah, Dollar. DC folks hit us up. Yeah, I have links to DC. I'm trying to think. I'm I'm trying to picture it. What what tricks went down on it? It's like this uh, statue that kind of forms a quarter pipe. It's like about three feet tall, like goes to a point and they're like launching off all of it and shit. Oh, I think that's uh, at the Mexican embassy. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah it it's was almost funny. like a wave. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, I'm yep, pretty sure that's right. Mexican embassy and I've never skated it, but I always wanted to. Yeah, I feel like that was cool. Also, yeah. Richmond's own uh, Clement Oladipo made an appearance. He's the guy that did that, uh, like, backsmith, and it sparked a little bit. So, shout out to that guy, local uh, ripper. He moved to New York, like, a while ago, so good to see he's uh, still ripping. Mm. Yeah, shout out to D.C. Like, it took years for folks to be able to normalize skating at Pulaski because for a long time it was not just a bust but a super bust, but also the fact that there's so much – there's so much to skate nearby, like in Hyattsville, there's a ditch that's really fun. Obviously stuff at University of Maryland campus. Shout out to Terps. Uh, GW has some stuff. Georgetown, not so much. Uh, American, I never skated there back in the day. <laughs> Hang, hung uh, out there, but like, the, oh yeah, seen, the hills. I've seen some footage from Howard, like there's some manual pad at Howard or something. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, Howard is really fun. There's a bunch of stuff not only on Howard campus, but then also in the neighborhood. Um, right, right. And like in the surrounding neighborhood, I know a dude who um, there's a McDonald's across from the main campus, and I know a dude who ended up on on World Star 
because he cussed out the guy behind the counter at like two, three in the morning, and then just like the guy just knocked him out. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, talk shit, man. Like it well, was. You'll it, have to send me the link so I can put that in the show notes for everybody it, to see. It might be long gone. Like I tried to look. I remembered I emailed it to somebody and I went to try to find it, and it's oh, it's so frustrating. That was also like two thousand nine. So this is like World Star when they were super reckless. Yeah, that might be um, lost to the ages. <laughs> so probably, pro- probably not linked in the show notes this week. <laughs> probably deep, deep in the World Star. You'd have to like go back like 500 pages or something. Yeah. <laughs> also, like nice touch with the drum and bass in this video, by the way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm always a fan of drum and bass and skate videos. You know, all all the way back to the DC Super Tour with Goldie. Yeah, God, like, and the, the worst part is that um, you know they've started uploading four one ones on YouTube, and it's not in there. They used an alternate track. Ooh, harsh. Yeah, it was like a, it was an edited and an edited down version of you know, it was a single edit of Inner City Life. Mm. So Goldie's like chilling now. He's like a relaxed older man. He paints. Uh, listens to Sade. He learned how to conduct an orchestra for some British TV show. Like that man is a treasure. Yeah, Goldie. That's awesome. eh? now, that, now that's a name I haven't heard in a long, long time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One day, one, one day we'll we'll rave again, y'all. One day we'll we'll rave. Oh my God! Yeah. yeah. More. Yeah, like I don't know, like you know, maybe this is also like this Stingwater video is, you know, like there's videos that get you hyped to skate, and then. Oh, yeah. There's videos that you just throw on, like in the background if you're getting ready. And then there's like there's some videos which can kind of like you could throw them on at a party and they can just like they serve as like a kind of like a cool background because the skating is good, but it's not too serious, it's not too involved. Like like I always think is like video days, right? And kids. And how like a video a video that can just be like on during the cipher when people are just hanging out, like that's cool. Yeah, like uh I've been to parties like that with like Fully flared or whatever. I think it was back when Fully Flared came out. Dude, Fully Flared is long enough for a pregame session. <laughs> just be on, just be on in the background or something. Right? Like it's like what? Isn't that video ninety minutes? It's up. It's there. quite lengthy. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like people start coming in like within the first half hour. You know, you know, some drinks. You know, smoking, drinking, kicking it, whatever it is that you do before you go out. Like by the time you get to the ender, like you get to the credits, like it's time to go. Like. Back yeah, my problem when when there's videos on at a party, I just watch the videos because it's so much easier than like socializing. I can just be like, dude, I'm just watching this video, having a good time. Uh, see, know. then it serves another purpose too. Like, what is it? Um, there was a video from way, way back. Um, again, referencing Element, uh, the Sophisto clothing, the Sophisto clothing video. Damn. I, Damn, I don't, I don't think I've even seen that. I think it's on YouTube. I definitely, I definitely ripped it because there's. Um, there's some stuff that violates copyright in there, but um, it's like a little bit graffiti, skating, every it's a little bit of everything. It feels like a long music video, so it's actually it's kind of perfect for like a certain for a certain type of uh, chill out session. Right. Yeah. Good. Good idea if you have a party where uh, no one likes sports, so you can't really throw the game throw the game on. Got to you got to read the room a little bit. Right. I don't know. I mean, if it's an important game and they're coming to your crib, like I, I think you should. It's only fair to set expectations. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you know more. If it's a, if it's a playoffs or something, well, yeah, say no more. Yeah, you can't have somebody coming over and complain. I'm just like, I don't really want to watch this, man. <laughs> Is there a skate equivalent to like, people playoff who, game? No, like um. Actually, yeah. Like, is there like a skate? Like, like, is there a skate equivalent? Like, y'all coming over and we're watching this with dedication. I mean, any new video, I don't know if that's still a thing now, but any new video is like, we're going to sit here and all pay very close attention to this video. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like a video premiere or something, like when those used to happen. Right. Oh my. Now uh, now it's like a video comes out what, like, at like 12 p.m. or whatever, and while I'm at work, everyone's already posted like all the best tricks on Instagram. Yeah. And I'm like, God damn it. I was getting ready to get off work, knock a couple back. Watch his new video. You know what I mean? But whatever. It's the world it, we live in, I guess. Yeah. Like, actually, that's kind of like a weird thing, too. Like, the fact that you don't even really get to enjoy, enjoy a skate video like you used to. And also, like, the fact that who is, ri- like, who is ripping and copying some of these videos as quickly as they are? 
right? Like stuff that is on Thrasher and then somebody it's exclusive on Thrasher and then like the joint is on YouTube like the same day. I'm not oh, trying man, to snitch dude. and name names, but like some some YouTube bandits. <laughs> dude, when I when I was heavy into making yeah. gifts, I I'd like have have like, you know, a full handful of gifts made from a video part like as, you know, 10 minutes after it dropped or whatever. Well, well, yeah, you were the the gift king of the skate internet after all. I mean, you know. Yeah, and that, I mean yeah. that shit don't come easy. <laughs> that shit is that is dedication, like for real. I mean, all it is is having an extremely boring office job with few responsibilities and high speed internet access. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that's actually something that's changed too. Like I feel kind of weird, like because um, I feel like I need some breathing room working from home. Like, I have my work laptop, I have my personal, like, I don't feel like if something drops in the middle of the day, I would rather sit down and watch it after dinner rather than, you know, watch it, you know, sneak it between me, oh, yeah. even though nobody's looking over my shoulder. Yeah, it's weird. I, I feel like my workload just is much heavier these days, so there's just mm-hmm. not as much time to do that sneak. But every once in a while, if, if like, if the takes are flying on Twitter, I'm like, okay, I got to watch this before, like... So I can be in the conversation and before it like, you know, it gets ruined or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta, gotta get a fire tweet off. Yeah, exactly. Gotta get them tweets off. Don't want to get left behind and be like, yo, what's <laughs> happening? What'd I miss? <laughs> yeah. You just reminded me of like back in the day, like, like my first, like I, like, we're thinking like 2007 going into 2008 when the economy was in the shitter and I had a couple of, um, I had a couple of contract jobs that were literally just i was doing nothing but uh really 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 dull admin work and was like crushing it within the first two hours of the day and then had the rest of the time to do whatever and i wish at the time that people were uploading the classics onto youtube because i think that would have made things a lot more fun but now it's you know as you get more serious and you get more experience in your career like those days are long gone like that that's never coming back yeah i mean that was like this this job that I have now that uh, put the podcast on hiatus uh, two summers ago, yeah. Before that, I just always had very chill office jobs, and now my my job is very not chill. So I just can't do the gifts like I used to, which makes yeah. me extremely sad. Yeah, and also like, um, do y'all have skate shops which don't have a, a TV in them? No, they got one at uh, at my local. Okay, because like they're. There's a couple in LA which do not have TVs, like no TV, no video, no nothing. So like they just listen to music all day, which I love. I think that's a lot more fun. But there's something interesting about like working. I something feels weird about a skate shop where like there's no TV in there for for people to congregate around and just watch whatever new has just dropped. Yeah, that does seem a little weird. But maybe that's on purpose so that people don't hang out too long. I don't know. I thought that was the point. Like, I've hung out in those skate shops for hours, like the ones we just started listening to music. But, I mean, maybe someone cool who's working in there, whatever. But, you know, like, I always felt like that was a thing. Like, like my, my friend JP had a shop, and it was tiny. It was, like, it was the size of a very long closet, right? Mm-hmm. I'm exaggerating a bit, but it was, like, it was pretty cramped. But even he had, like, the little um, TV-VCR combo. And we'd go in there and just watch shit on that little thing, and then we'd go out and skate. Oh yeah, that that's like the skate shop special, like the fucking uh, Quasar <laughs> brand uh, TV, VC, like thirteen inch TV VCR combo. Hell yeah, those joints held you down though. Like that was an experience, like just like crammed around with like a bunch of smelly dudes in hoodies. Yeah, totally. that's definitely part of skate shop culture. Talking shit about videos. Yeah, sure. I don't know. Maybe it's inappropriate to have like a nice, like a uh, big ass flat screen. <laughs> I don't know. Flat screens are pretty cheap these days. Yeah, that's true. Well, I think I'd be stoked to sit around a skate shop TV and talk about skate videos all day if uh, that ever gets to happen again. Yeah. Which brings us to the end of our show where we talk about what we're stoked on. Uh, Jason, what are you stoked on this week? I am stoked on Venture Trucks out of San Francisco, California. And I'm stoked on a new video uh, straight out of Brazil. If you remember... The Slides E Grinds contest from last June. It was uh, fucking amazing. I was waiting for every episode every week or a few days or whatever. You probably remember Lucas Marquez, who is a ripper from Brazil with like one of the coolest like asleep styles 
of all time, but still lands everything bolts, shit like that. He made a video called Contents with all his homies from the city in Brazil in which he lives. I forget what it's called, but it's basically all his homies. And if you like that type of Brazil, like super tech skating, it's uh, it's pretty sick. It's a sick watch. And all the music is like, it's pretty sick. It's like just like random, like Brazilian rock from the 80s. You sick. know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it's way sick. So if you like that kind of Brazilian tech shit, I'll definitely peep that. It's on Free Skate Mag and on, on YouTube. Also, if you guys follow me on Twitter, you know I'm a big-time foodie. So I'm also stoked on two for five filet fishes at McDonald's. Sick. Patrick, what are you stoked on this week? Two for fives. Dang. Two for five. <laughs> Listen, I'm a grown-ass man. I need two filet fishes I wish I still had the stomach for it, man. <laughs> I feel like time is passing and I can't enjoy junk food fast food like I, I once did but it is what it is actually i'll tell you what i'm stoked on stoked on paying off them student loans i'm done i'm done i'm done i'm done fuck yeah pa- paid my last payment last yeah. week that yeah. master's degree is mine i'm the master of it <laughs> like uh yeah i'm gonna go on about it because uh like finally um stoked on spitfire wheels especially the skate shop day capsule that's dropping a time of recording is dropping tomorrow, Friday. Um, stoked on the new tenor part. Um, so sick, like absolutely fantastic. They real knocked it out of the park again, especially with the soundtrack with telescopes and spiritualized. And yeah, yo, we, we real quick. We mentioned this a couple episodes ago, but shoegaze as a like music supervision trend. Yeah, not one but two shoegaze type songs. It's official. It's official. Shoegaze, dream pop, whatever is on brand for skateboarding and i am 110 percent here for it uh it's still black history month and i just recently updated the black list so run on over to that buy lots of things and continue to buy lots of things support black owned businesses not just this month but every month in the words of bobby brown we need a black history year and uh finally r.i.p uroy legend titan of roots and dance hall um an absolute ruler if you like hip-hop you Definitely, definitely, definitely owe a thank you to you, Roy, as well as I, Roy. Templeton, what are you stoked on? Uh, I'm stoked on uh, something very basic this week, electricity. As longtime listeners will know, last week's episode came out late because an ice storm knocked out the electricity here at the uh, Mostly Skateboarding editing facility. So uh, we just got pack- got power back about four or five hours ago. And it just feels really nice to be able to walk around my house and turn lights on and uh, not have to carry a flashlight around and be warm and stuff like that. So really stoked about electricity right now. Also super stoked on these new Mostly Skateboarding stickers. Got to give a big shout out to Choice Signs out of New Jersey who made these stickers 100% for free. They're fans of the show and they wanted to help out. They donated a big ass stack of stickers so that we could help raise money for kevin wilkins so that's like really rad and to say that i'm stoked about that is like a huge understatement so big thanks to dan kowalski and the choice signs crew for this so yeah if you need some stickers hit the show notes to make a donation to the kevin wilkins fund and i'll send you some stickers you know the deal you heard it at the beginning so that's it for our show this week be sure to check out mostlyskateboarding.net for links to the things that we talked about and other show notes Until next time, you can keep up with us all week online. Patrick, where can the people find you? Okay, you can find me at pkigongo on Instagram or on Clubhouse. And on Twitter, you can find me at Colonel K Speaks. Jason, where can the people find you on the internet? On Twitter, at Carbonite1994. On Instagram, at FrozenCarbonite. And writing stuff for ChorusNext.com. Templeton, where can the people find you on the internet? I am on Twitter at Mostly Skate and on Instagram at Mostly Skateboarding. We'll see you guys next week. Later. Later. Later.